Growing up, Dory was very close with her parents. She played sports, she loved animals. On the outside, it looked like she had a perfect life. But the reality couldn't have been more different. I sat down outside on UCLA's campus with Dory and her father, William. They seem happy. They're laughing. <laughs> Looking at them, you can't imagine what they've been through. It all began when William witnessed a fatal shooting while on duty as a police officer. At the time, Dory was 11. The pressures of the force had already begun to take a toll on her dad. He remembers seeing terrible things, like gruesome freeway accidents. The shooting was the breaking point and the start of the family struggle with PTSD. After that night, it, everything was different. I remember that that night was pretty much the beginning. Um, even though I did survive it, it was the fear that that could be taken away at any moment and I would leave my daughter and my family behind. And so from that point on, I think I just started to detach. Um, detach from them for fear that someday I wouldn't be there. He would just, basically he would disappear. I mean, he was gone. He would leave and just never come home for days at a time. I didn't know where he was. I, I actually, I was living out of my car for a while in the station parking lot. Um, and and the people I worked with were aware of it. And nobody, nobody ever said anything. And um, there were several instances where I tried to actually turn in my uh, my badge and my gun and express to to my department that I was incapable of returning to work. And you know, it's that kind of macho profession, and you just put your boots back on and go back to work. My mom would even call the stations and tell them, "I think this is what's going on." No one would help because they didn't want that bad rep on their station. There was no light at the end of the tunnel. There was nothing. It was just darkness. And um, I didn't see any way out. Um, and that's, that's when I, I started to feel like I, I was absolutely useless to my daughter, to my wife. And, and um, I just wanted to release them of that burden. There was a time I walked into my parents' room and I heard my dad, he, and he was sobbing. I had never heard him like that before, and he was sitting in their closet um, in the fetal position, crying with a gun to his head. My mother actually had to take it in and had to go lock it in the trunk, and that was always one of my biggest fears, was that one day I would get the call or I would wake up and he would be gone forever, and not just you know, 50 miles away doing who knows what, but that he would just never come back. You know, a lot of it I don't recall, but I can tell you that, um, I can tell you that it was just periods of just a raging tempest in my head of just chaotic and disorganized thoughts. Um, I, I, I couldn't make sense of, of anything. There were times, I remember this one time where I went running out after him outside of the house and he turned around and looked at me and shouted at me to go find another dad. And I think that was the time I remember where I actually felt physically weak. I fell to my knees outside because I wanted him to be my dad and I knew he was biologically my dad, but he didn't act like it anymore. He was, it felt like complete abandonment. The tables kind of turned because um, when I was ill and I would, I would be laying there in bed 
wouldn't speak, just laid there. And Dory would tell me, everything is going to be okay, Papa, I promise. And it helped. And even though I lost faith in myself, she never lost faith in me, neither did her mother. Um, and I think ultimately that's, you know, what kept me around. Today, William is doing much better. He retired from the force and now owns a property inspection business and a photography studio. He and Dory's mother have separated, but the family remains close. Dory is in her first year at UCLA. Isabel Angel, NPR, Intern Edition.